Is it recording? Yeah. Okay, sorry. That's oh, you're good. to the funky soul podcast this one is a little different it's a conversation kind of a two-parter conversation first with me and cbdb with the newly added mike cinepole uh they're actually in a van on their way to nashville during this conversation so there's a couple of small technical difficulties but other than that it was a great conversation and then after that is my conversation with mike after their experience at Blackbird. So here you go, CBDB and Mike Cinepole. Yeah, I didn't realize the situation with uh, whatever was going on with y'all's bass player or uh, what happened with that or how exactly it worked out with how y'all asked Mike about the opportunity and that kind of stuff. You know, Josh kind of told me all about it, so I was just really interested to, like, kind of hear the story of that you know well yeah we i mean we've been we've been really kind of grinding on the road for a good you know good bit lately and you know it's it you know it takes its toll in different ways and uh you know david and sandra just you know decided that it's it's not the route they want to be on and uh so you know we started kind of thinking about folks that you know we you know on on, I mean, on multiple levels, you know, we've won, you know, just some, someone that we want to spend a lot of time in a van with and then uh, who's a proficient musician and, you know, a good hang. And and uh, Paul actually was the first one. He, he brought Mike up and it was like, OK, yeah, you know, and so I shot him a, a message one night uh, when we were in Philly and he messaged me back and uh, basically just started rolling from there. We we sent him a list of things to kind of work on and, and then we jammed uh, after about a week or so. And then it just, uh, from the start, I mean, he came in and aced like three or three of our songs in a row. And it was like, all right, well, let's, let's start writing, you know? Yeah. I mean, I can totally relate to, uh, kind of both halves of that, honestly, because like I, you know, I've been with my girlfriend now for like three years and we both have dogs and whatnot. And there was definitely some, problems here and there when it came to you know personal conflicts when you had stuff scheduled or wish you could schedule stuff or whatever especially finances so i get it from that side but yeah it's that's cool that you guys uh kind of went out on a limb and didn't just go after a bass player necessarily you wanted to get yeah you know something a little different maybe yeah we we uh, like chris said there was really kind of in my mind there was three criteria obviously they had to be able to play bass and then we wanted to, you know, enjoy their company or whatever, just because you're going to be crammed in a fucking band together. But then they also have to know, you know, the crazy lifestyle that we're getting into with, you know, some of this being not great money and, you know, trying to grow the band right now. And we couldn't really think of any bass players. Like, we would think of a few names. It's like, man, like, he's a good bass player, but I just, it doesn't seem like the right fit. And then Paul started naming a few guitar players, and that was the first names that I heard. Where I was like, oh, shit, yeah, that could work. Yeah, for sure. And especially, I mean, you guys are kind of, you've been like touring a lot lately and stuff, right? Yeah, for sure. 
And I mean, you know, me and Josh were talking about this uh, in in his little interview thing the other day. Uh, I mean, Mike definitely out of the five of us was just, he's always itching to just get on the road and you know we all was, uh, we all kind of had a little more ties, I guess. But I don't know. Yeah. It's all you know. I still I want that, you one day too. To I don't do mean it when, that when way. Paul obviously. first brought his name up. I think that I'm talking about you like you're not sitting next to me. Uh, that's what uh, I think that was one of the big criteria when we first brought Mike's name up is that we had had conversations in the past that you know he was kind of hungry to be on the road yeah for sure I am <laughs> we're on the road right now yeah man oh yeah I was gonna say so I think the recording picked up like halfway through y'all explaining kind of who all we're hearing from right now and what you're doing do you want to kind of say that again real quick so everyone knows you know, kind of place us where you are? Uh, yeah, it's me, Mike, <laughs> and uh, Cy and Chris. We're on our way to Nashville. Yeah, we're going to my place. We're going to stay there tonight, and then we're going into the studio at, at uh, Blackbird Studios tomorrow. Oh, nice. Blackbird. That's great. Yeah, I mean, it came. we got an email recently where uh, some guy, uh, he basically offered us free studio time. Wow. So, yeah, so we are like, well, shit, we better write some music. Hell yeah. Do you know what uh what room you're in at Blackbird? I don't know. Or actually, Chris does. That's a great place, man. They have like eight different studios. Yeah, I mean, it's, that's a world-famous studio. That's a badass place. They have one of the biggest microphone collections in the world. It's awesome. Yeah, I didn't really realize how... how like famous or whatever it was and then my little brother texted me a link to the artist roster and it had like fucking chili peppers and pearl jam and fucking all sorts of every country Snoop Dogg, yeah any car- any country artist you can fucking think of oh yeah everything from the 90s like clint back uh brooks and dunn you know all of that yeah, kind of Garth stuff brooks. that's that's that yeah. sound is a couple of those rooms that's crazy. I hope, I'm kind of hoping that you guys are going to be in, uh, I think it's the C room, I want to say. Uh, I, I haven't been there, but I've seen it online where uh, it's kind of a smaller, more vintage kind of a setup that's more like what would have been around like 30, 40 years ago. But, uh, that's awesome. Yeah, there's there's some really cool rooms there, man. That's that's really cool that you guys are getting the chance to do that. Um, so I assume, you know, working on a new album or what's the... Uh, the current plans for for CBDB. What's kind of the the next few months looking forward look like for you guys? Well, I mean, obviously with with the new bass player, it's it's kind of we're we're going to be relearning a bunch of stuff, you know, as as the new unit with Mike in there. So I think it's kind of just relearning the the show. And uh, but I mean, other it's it's basically just business as usual you know we, we're not changing any dates around we're just basically throwing mike to the wolves and sink or swim oh that sounds awesome i mean man. it's pretty much business as usual we're, i think we're, we're recording that shit tomorrow so we want to i think we're just going to do that as a digital thing yeah, i mean in the last uh we've only played together about three times now and we've written like two complete songs oh and nice that's what we're going to be spending all of our time doing because you know we only have this one session so we want to really make the best of it yeah definitely and make two like kick-ass songs yeah. instead of just five mediocre songs and i feel like that's a cooler way for the fans to get introduced to a new bass player it's like hey uh new bass player but check out this new music and you know it's not like 
It's like proof or something. Yeah, it's basically proof. <laughs> it's yeah, 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 for real. It's like proof. Yeah. It's like, okay, yeah, I like that. Okay, it'll work. So where are you guys now? How far up from Nashville? <laughs> well, I wanted to, I wanted to throw, throw the guy's name out there. Daniel Davis is, uh, you know, our friend that's, that's basically, basically him with some of the studio time. Uh, thank you, Daniel it. Davis. Yeah, thank you, Daniel Davis. Thank you, Daniel Davis. <laughs> awesome. Daniel Davis. Thank you, Daniel Davis. <laughs> <laughs> thank you, Mr. Mike. He will, he will he'll get this message. <laughs> yeah. Well, hey, if you guys, uh, if you get any kind of recording, like if you get you know some extra recordings like jam sessions or something while you're in there uh if you have anything at all that you end up getting a copy of this weekend that you want people to hear uh shoot me a copy of it and we could edit it you know put it onto the show and that way you guys could uh you know just get like some cool jams or whatever that people could hear for free as kind of promotion for yeah, the new for album, sure. you know? yeah absolutely or i said new album but you said it was going to be digital release yeah i think it's just just, just, especially, yeah, just a couple tunes where we're just going to release a digital thing like here. You know, if we haven't released any music for a minute, enjoy this. And then once we release that, I think the plan is start writing heavily and see see what comes from there. I guess either an album or a bigger EP or, or something. Or more singles. Yeah. Or more singles. I know, yeah, that's another idea we've talked about is that you don't really need albums anymore with like the streaming digital world. It would be kind of cool to just constantly be writing music and just release two or three songs at a time. More exactly. Often. Yeah, man, that's that's kind of my thinking with this podcast, honestly. Uh, I wanted to start doing something that, you know, I realized all these comedians are so into this podcasting thing. They're applying yeah. their comedy to whatever radio has turned into, something that you can get for free all the time, download yeah. it to your phone. And comedians are taking advantage of it, but I oh, can't sure. find any musicians. I listen to Joe Rogan anytime I'm in the car, pretty much. Exactly. And I mean, if you could listen to, you know, if you're a, a spreadhead or, you know, whoever you're into, if you could right. just listen to a couple of the guys talk to you firsthand and be like, hey, here's a new idea we're working on. Here's an acoustic version we'll play for you real quick. Or, right, a new idea. Yeah, that's you know, actually, instead of, yeah, that's instead of just really being so idea. worried about, you know, oh, we don't have the copyrights yet, we can't do that, you know, kind of just sort of dropping the bullshit about the whole music industry and going back to, like, what if you just made enough music that even if somebody did steal one of your songs, it wasn't that big of a deal? Just keep making right. music. Yeah, it's kind of cool. Like lower, lower the curtain, basically. Let them see behind the scenes. A yeah. Bit, yeah. Yeah. Exactly. I, you know, it, that's one of the things that got kind of frustrating with me over the last few years of getting exposed to playing gigs and everything more often is realizing the, the, you know, kind of what does go on behind the curtain. <clears throat> excuse me. A lot of the time, you know, and it's like, oh man, that's, it's not what I thought the music industry was really all about. So it's. But there right. is some people still trying to preserve that, so it's. I think it's really cool oh, yeah. when you, you meet musicians that are trying to really continue that tradition of, you know, real music and just giving it to the people basically, and if it's good enough, it's gonna stick, you know. Yeah, for sure. Well, I think it's smart for people to take advantage of the internet. I, I think we have so much technology available to us that people don't really utilize. I mean, you use like social media, but you know, there's a lot of ways to just reach out to people. And the internet is so much, you know, you can get so much more exposure. Oh, exactly. I mean, if if you any one of the bands from the '60s and '70s would have 
kill to have the <laughs> the tools that we have at our disposal. Yeah, you for know, sure. I mean, I have a miniature recording studio sitting right in front of me, <clears throat> and you know, we're talking via cell phone, recording it <laughs> through a couple of adapter cables, and it's no problem at all. You know, every I don't know, you gotta you gotta appreciate what you have. For sure. Well, speaking of appreciate, I really appreciate you guys uh, wanting to talk. Uh, like I said, I don't know if you have any, you know, specific plugs or anything. I don't know what your next show is. If you want to, uh, this should be out, you know, in the next couple of weeks, hopefully. I'm not sure exactly. Uh, I guess maybe maybe the biggest thing to plug coming up would be uh, your first show is the workout, right? Yeah, I'll be playing the workout festival and then uh, Druid City Music Hall. Yeah. So probably yeah, those, next those two gigs. August thirteenth, free show. Oh yeah, yeah, August thirteenth, it's a free show in Tuscaloosa. Oh okay, yeah, I saw that online. Yeah, if I, if I could plug something, I'd like to just say how much I've enjoyed playing with you over the last five years, and you know, playing with our band, and how pretty much, you know, I wouldn't even be sitting in this car if we didn't do all the stuff that we did. And how much I love all of our fans. I mean, you yeah, know, it's just, you can't really like, you know, it's it's hard having five people. I mean, as as these guys have also come into you know reality with, you, it's it's hard having five people with their heads all in the same direction. You know, and you, when you get older, you just kind of things change. And like you said, I mean. Yeah, for sure. I, I and just, really you know, believe that it's I feel really lucky is all I can say. You know. Well, I definitely enjoyed our time together, man. And I, you know, I don't I don't want to make it sound like uh, it's the end of, you know, like me and you playing music or or any of the guys. That that's one thing me and Josh talked about a little bit is wanting to keep it open-ended enough so that you know if we're all around and we're all able to put a couple of shows together or whatever it might be if we've got you know songs that we still want to release you know i i feel like everyone's still open to something potentially so uh definitely anyway but yeah i think uh but there's a lot now, of good yeah, possibilities so yeah. but anyway that's a good place to wrap it up, I guess. Uh, Druid City Music Hall in Tuscaloosa, August 13th is the free show. Uh, I'm sorry for the beeping. I'm getting another call right now from Josh Wiseman, actually. Uh, we're headed down to Avondale tonight to check out Will Cash's band, uh, Eat a Peach, the Almond Brothers cover band. Yeah, they always kill it. So we're going down to Avondale, check that out. But uh, Cy, everybody, I really appreciate you guys. Uh, Y'all are badass. I hope everything goes well this weekend. Mike, good luck with everything. Uh, uh, we just got disconnected. But, yeah, we. Uh, I really appreciate those guys talking to me. So now you're going to hear my conversation with Mike Senapole after their trip to Blackbird Studios. Let's hear what he has to say. Where did you put that on there? That is amazing. <laughs> Just the other day. <sighs> it's a, uh, it's an exhale. Yeah, that's what that is. Let's call it. <laughs> it's beautiful. Thank you. Um, all right, Mike Sinopol. 
thank you for coming over. <laughs> yeah. Uh, guitar Glad player here, from Festival Expressions, my brother in music for the last five years, has come to tell his story a little bit. Just got back from Nashville, Tennessee with CBDB at Blackbird Studios. I'm jealous that it's a badass, world-famous studio. Uh, anyway, Mike... Say hello. Hello. And, uh, hello. Yes, maybe that was. Introduce yourself a little bit. A badass world class studio, dude. It's a good time. Yeah. I'm Mike. Everybody play guitar for Festival Expressions. But, uh, yeah, man. So, as far as CBDB asking you about being a bass player. Yeah, well, you know. Uh, how did that hit you as a guitar player? I just feel like, you know, it doesn't matter. You know, instruments are just instruments. You play music. Well, let's just get to the how it came to be. was, you know, they texted me because they were looking for some people, and they knew me, and, you know, I've always supported their band. They're, they're our contemporaries, you know. It's been, yeah. we've known them for a long time, and I guess they kind of thought, you know, David decided he was done you know david's the david cbdb's bass player okay he decided he was pretty much out you know for similar reasons to what was going on with us because yeah it is a relationship to be with people man or being a band with five people you know you everybody's got different lives and five years is a really long time to kind of be dedicated to one cause but you know musically because yeah. Music is so, I would say, powerful. And what I mean by that is, like, it can be exhausting, like, how, like, playing all the time and how mm -hmm. much, you know, energy it takes to go into it. And then it does, you know, the more you put into it, it seems to impact people more, obviously. But Yeah, definitely. So I guess what I'm saying is, like, you know, When you are a musician, you can, you know, I've been playing guitar for 13 years now. Yeah. And we've had this band for five years, so I was playing for eight years before this band. You know, music's always been a part of my life, so I feel like I've had a real good time playing guitar. I'll always play guitar, yeah. obviously, but... Because you're like me, you dropped out of college to yeah. just play music, play guitar, write songs. Yeah, and I dropped out for the band, man. Yeah. <laughs> I've known I wanted to do this shit since I was 16, dude. Since I, well, since I first started playing. That's why I was so glad about your opportunity, knowing, especially how I found out, the fact that one afternoon Josh comes over, he tells me he's decided he's going to move to Portland, and then like four hours later, he calls me back and says, so get this. Not only am I moving to Portland, Mike got the opportunity to play bass for CBDB, and I told him I think he should take it. And it was like, wow, that's... I mean, it was like Chris texted me, and then, like, you know, Josh was still in Portland at the time, and then when he got back, I, it was, you know, I was trying to take all of this one step at a time, and I wanted to know all the information before I talk to people about it. So, I, mm. you know, this is almost the first time. I mean, you know, it's been a little while now, but we haven't seen each other in a while. But 
Yeah. This is like the only, the first time I've talked to you about it. Yeah, for sure. It's I mean, been we like, knew, you know, we. I think this is three weeks since. Uh, we have like a, like a connection, like a telepathic connection, dude. <laughs> yeah. Like everyone in our band has a like brain connection that we all know what's going on. Yeah. And it's almost it's not a breakup, but it's it's like accepting a change in your life. You know, exactly. it's like kind of every five years or so you go through some real, you know. It really is just changes, like relationship you know? with, with a girl. Ch- ch- changes. You know? <laughs> yeah, you know. I mean, but, that, you know, there can be chemistry, but that doesn't mean that everybody's going to be happy all the time necessarily. Exactly. And, and the fact and that we care so much about each other, it's like, I know you don't want to be doing this, man. Yeah, exactly. And I'm, I, I understand that it's time, like... It's what's we're good young for and we want right to go now. out and like live a little, you know. I mean, yep. we're, if we we kind of have been able to just tell that the band's not going to get us at this age, at in our current situations, you know what I mean? Like, we don't. We're you know, there's a lot. Of, everyone kind of came from graduating college or dropping out or whatever. But some of us have great jobs. Some <laughs> yeah. of us have part time jobs. Yeah. And then I don't know, man. It's a lot of. Time to invest in something. Mm-hmm. Well, I just I, I think it was a great with That's you being with you being one of the ones who was most willing to kind of drop everything and hit the road to be able to yeah, play music. I, you know, I've kind of it's like I said, you know, known. what better timing for like the same day that your drummer's about to tell you he's going to move? You get the opportunity to not only play in another group yeah, if you like want to. Three but days before. I mean, you can try out a new instrument and expand what you're trying to say musically just as a person, you know, and just like what Josh is trying to do, expand his mind and himself, you know, being around new people, playing new music, taking opportunities that... So that's something you know. I'd like to talk about as far as, like, playing different instruments and stuff. Uh, you know... It's all just music. Mm-hmm. So, like, like if you live a long life, hopefully, and you're, you know, life is super complicated. It's super... You can do whatever you want to do if you really try, you know? And if I, you know, man, playing guitar for 13 years, like, that's a long... That's half my life already, so... I get a chance to learn to be a bass player for a little while. Yeah. And I'll be a guitar player and you've, still. You've messed around with bass got, before, well, and obviously. Yeah, I've you know. been playing bass as long as I've been playing guitar, but I just don't, you know, I've never decided to try to, like, figure out how to be a real bass player technically, you know, and, like, there's a lot that goes in. You know, you want to play the role. You don't want to just, you know, it's especially coming into a semi yeah, how do popular you popular band? It's like there's sort of a lot of pressure to. So how are you approaching jumping into? I assume you're going to be playing songs from their first couple of albums, right? They have three albums, and I basically just learned the newest stuff first. Yeah, and you, I can tell, you know, when I've spent like <laughs> two days straight just listening to every single thing they have, yeah. like twice or five hundred times, you know. And I, I, I know which ones are I'm going to need to put the most work into. Right. So I just uh, 
make a list of those and, and also the ones I like. Whenever I decide I like one of them, I'll really just learn it. And I, you know, I've been learning music for 15 years now or yeah. my, my whole life. Has David it's been not, their bass player the whole time? No. So is They there, had another is dude. There... I forget his name, but they had another dude. I never knew him, I guess, but they had another dude on the first album. And like I said, I mean, they, they started like at the same time we did. Yeah. Like they started like two months after us. Wow. But they're all older, and I guess Cy had his own project, and I'm sure they all had yeah, their own projects. Yeah, I remember hearing about that. I don't know much about that. Maybe he can. Um, I know they've all. I mean, uh, fill us in Glenn like works for the music him. school at uh, Alabama. Oh really? And Paul Glenn does Dillard? like yeah. And Paul does player? like yeah. Uh, the drummer Paul he does like theater shows. Like he plays the drums in the pit. I mean, wow, dude, that is awesome. You know, like that's <laughs> that's awesome. He's a you know I don't know. They've probably been doing it since they were in like high school and stuff, and really like, I don't know. I like a musician that appreciates like the band room, like right. a, at like a real band, like a symphonic setting, and you know, like appreciates all instruments. Yeah, you know, and like it's not like that's why this is so you know. I think it would be funny if someone thinks it's strange that I would play bass because it's like, I mean, dude, it's all just music. Yeah. Like, like I'm, I'm so lucky because bass is guitar. I mean, it's, it's a guitar. Yeah. So it's the bass same guitar. exact thing. You just got four new strings. But now I, well, I have two less strings. Yeah. <laughs> and, I, and I just get to like crush those four strings. You yeah. Know? Like I don't have to worry about, you know, like making a nice chord. I'm just kind of. It's sort of like doing a solo the whole time. Like, yeah. Doon, 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 doon. You know, you're just like, you're playing a monophonic line most right. of the time. But then you're outlining chords. Kind of like the uh, like, play, like you know, the Dick Dale thing on guitar. You don't want to just but... be like kind of boring, just like one note for each chord, like on the time. Right. You want to. And you said you want to try to embellish, especially following up a guy that like is incredible. Yeah, that's that really that's what plays, I was thinking. Is that like, how do you approach? you know, kind of filling the shoes, so to speak, of someone. You know, I, I didn't know if there was too much of a sound that they were sort of known for as far as bass, or, well, you know, I think, do you, are you approaching this as, I'm just going to put my own unique spin on everything, or more of a blend? Well, it's almost like, uh, from my perspective, it's almost like joining a, a cover band or something yeah because i didn't write any of the music right. except for like this new stuff but uh which is gonna be great by the way it's gonna be fantastic that's what you were recording in nashville the news yes, you're putting we, out two new songs is that yeah it? i mean we played together on the first day we kind of wrote two songs and then, we, and then we've just studio. been pounding those songs to get ready for the studio yeah how was it? What do you know? What room and everything you were in? We were in Studio A. Studio A. Yeah. How was that? It was incredible. You sent me. It was they that studio is designed uh, to be sort of like a. It's supposed to be like Abbey Road, like the architecture of it is set up. Like they have pictures of the Beatles. Oh, uh, okay. Everywhere yeah, yeah. I saw that whole, in the pictures you sent. It's me. almost like incredibly inspirational. It's like you're, every direction you look. Paul McCartney is like staring at you or something. Yeah, just like that one picture well, of a, uh, John Lennon with a uh, a grand piano to his right and a Hammond B three on the left of the picture. My like, favorite. Wow, that's, that's nice. You know, a side of us that we don't really get 
to talk about, I guess, is like, honestly, one of my favorite things about playing music in general is recording and getting, God, getting to go to a place like that was yeah. just a dream come true to walk through the door. And I don't know. I bet. Dude. <laughs> I was definitely just jealous. walking through Those the place pictures for the that first you sent me few minutes of the whole studio. It was like, well, the thing is, it's like a bunch of students that uh, we're doing it for. It's like a, I mean, it's just a cool opportunity that we got. But uh, okay, they're so they, younger than us. Was like the like, guy that was a producer is like twenty two. Like people who are in school for. I guess it's something like that. Music yeah. engineering or something. Yeah. But the guy that was our producer, he's twenty two. His name is Dan. And he was a badass. Nice. But, uh, I mean, he's 22 and he is great. I mean, I think this is like their kind of final project. Oh, okay. So they're like, I mean, these songs are great. That's a good final project. Yeah. It's like, that's, yeah, they're going to pass, I think. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, But, yeah, he really knew what he was doing, man. And, I mean, the equipment there is so incredible that I'm sure it's just like, let's set up these and, you know. And then there was three other dudes that were really helpful, too. But yeah, you brought in your own equipment, I guess, and kind of. Yeah, I just play my bass. Okay, and, and what kind of bass drums and stuff. are you working with now? I'm looking at it here. I traded one of my guitars for a uh, Mexican Fender P bass. Nice. That I found it's, it was at the Highland it's Music. It's pretty. Shop. It's like kind of pearl Music. red. They are awesome. Rosa red, maybe. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it's like maple a candy neck, white. It's like a candy guy. apple red, I guess yeah. is what they call it. It was just, it was the nicest one they had, and I was like, I'm buying a bass today. Yeah. And I don't have any money, so here's a guitar for a bass. So did David, did and he yeah, use... I'm a guitar player, so hey, I'm playing with a pick. Yeah. <laughs> but a lot of great folks do that. Plus, it's not, like, it's just the tone, man. And David didn't use a pick, and I did can't. he? No, he's, he's so sick. He's just, like, I'm. that's the thing. I'm not a traditional bass player. Like, right. That, and that's kind of a point, too, is like, I don't, I don't think I'm going to try to be. Yeah. I mean, I think people that love bass, like, they might see me and be like, oh, dude, you're, I don't know. But a lot of great, you know. Just trying something different. Yeah, it's just about the tone. I can, yeah. I'm can. i so much more, like, fluent with it. And I can kind of, like, roll the tone back so it's not so, like, right. plucky. Yeah. But it's yeah, rock and roll, Once I start doing too. that on guitar, it just, I mean, that, that kind of stuff just opens the door to worlds of tone. Yeah, it is. It's really nice. That's yeah. why a lot of people do it because it's just well, it's more of a defined note, and then you have like smoother notes and stuff. Yeah. And for those who can basically, hear. my hands don't work for awesome smooth bass notes because I haven't been playing bass for ten years or so. Yeah. You know, so for those who can hear uh, a dog whining in the background, that's our dog Layla, and I apologize, but. <laughs> Moving on. So, yeah, new P bass. Well, it sounds good. I just heard uh, some early, early <laughs> recordings under the table mm. of uh, some CBDB stuff. Some real fresh stuff. Yeah, with Mike Cinepole on bass. And that's about all I can say, but it sounds damn good. I'll tell you that right now. Uh, <laughs> it, was, it was two songs. Yeah, both of them. It was good. I don't want to. I don't want to give anything away, but it's different. I love the the edge it brings to it, having the the pick with the P bass and a different kind of attitude, 
coming through the the low end like that. It's it sounded really good. I'm really looking forward to hearing, and and that was totally unmixed, and it sounded great. It just so, sounds like rock and roll. Yeah, I I like it. I mean, it's, they're just all really great musicians. So it was, I guess, you know. How was it? Was it weird got, playing with? How, how many other guys are in the band? There's besides four. You? It's the same. It's okay. just five of us. It's was it weird playing in a studio? Not. I mean. Obviously, Blackbird, that would be surreal. But going from pretty much just working with one band for the last five years, and, you know, we got a couple of opportunities like that to be in studios and whatnot. But how weird was it or not uh, playing with four different guys and being on a different instrument? And, you know, was that surreal or was it just kind of, well, this is different. Let's try it. Well, I mean, that's sort of like the whole deal, you know, but... uh, it we we put so much into practice that it was really easy. Yeah, like, like I said, I mean, we just came so you in. guys had played together a good bit. Yeah, before we've been, we've been playing together since like the first of the July. Okay, so for that the last like our few weeks. Practice. But I've been working on their music since like June twentieth or so. Mm-hmm. Okay, but I mean. Like I said, I mean, once I found out that we That's were That's still done, not very much time, though. That's impressive. You said you've already learned, like, 14 or more? Yeah. I, of their originals? I, I've, you know, they're a touring band, so they can afford to, like, repeat songs potentially yeah. live. I mean, they try not to because they're like a... You know, that's what jam bands do, but I... Uh, I'm just the goal for me is to learn a set's worth of music so I can... Because, I mean, we got to play soon, so... Yeah. But so I just... I love learning new music and, you know, especially playing bass. I mean, I'm like, all of a sudden I'm just focusing in on bass lines. Yeah. I'm not concerned about you the get guitar to, parts. You get to totally change your mindset. You know, I'm a big believer in the, it's be, just the beginner's mind. My musicianship you know? so much. Like, it forces you to start over. You, all of those, all the filters and building blocks that you had in place. Yeah. Now kind of get pushed to the side and you get to start over without but really apply over. the like experience of somebody who's been playing music for so long. You know, it's like right. like I don't lose anything. I just now I just am learning and like I said, it's still guitar, but it's just so different. Like you have to support <clears throat> the band instead of sit on top of it and sing. Right. Like when we we're playing guitar, we can just stop. Yeah, you know, and, and the music keeps going. But yeah. if you're playing bass, you got to just keep going and keep right. going. And a lot of times you're repeating stuff a lot more than you know. Like I said on guitar, you're kind of like embellishing, and I'll be embellishing, you know, a decent amount. But uh, you know, on guitar, you're just always changing on bass. It's like it's better to be solid and. Like I said, fit the song. Yeah, like, I want to. I want this. Like I want the rhythm section to be like so tight that you don't really notice it. Right. Do you try and to just kind of find the pocket? Yeah, absolutely. I and, mean, boy, that's the way you have. To, gosh, if I can't. Yeah. Especially as a brand new bass player, the first thing I need to do is find the pocket. Yeah. Yeah. Like, but you know how like reggae. And bass, I know that too. Like I'm gonna hold. You know, I'm not gonna try to do too much, but I'm gonna do it when it's. It's like in all music, it's like, don't do too little, but don't do too much. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. Mostly, Just don't right do amount. too much. Yeah. <laughs> but 
don't like hold yourself back from good. really like yeah. you know playing. That's with. the challenge is making it good. But but that's the thing is it. these guys are so good and they have the chemistry, and w- you know we've been playing like our whole a lot of our sound is completely improv and like my whole career in music has been learning by ear and listening and improvising. Hmm. So I feel like that kind of helps with learning music quickly. Absolutely. But, but if I can just listen to a song and kind of in, maybe enjoy it or get to know it and like kind of get the feel from it, then when I pick up the instrument to, you know, the bass or whatever to learn it, it comes like really fast. Like yeah. it'll, I'll learn like two or three songs a night. <sighs> And know them, you know, be ready to play them on stage already. Yeah. Because that's what we would do. You learn a cover and you... The, yeah. The one day. Yeah, I was always amazed And one how... day and then you go, you know, play it. Because you want to... I don't know. Yeah, we could always learn covers so much more quickly than we could ever learn each other's ideas. Because we couldn't, <laughs> you know, cooperate, but you know, <laughs> the cover is there. Yeah. That's what I mean. It's like all I have to do is just learn those parts. Right. Oh, what I was going to say about, you know, when you learn... For me, when I learn covers, I want to, I want to learn the real original version, like the very, very first version that someone wrote this song. You know, I want to learn that version first, and then go to like maybe if somebody's covered it and it's like pop more popular, mm-hmm. or just hear a bunch of different takes on it, and then I feel like I have the appropriate knowledge to make my own version of it you know yeah and so with this band it's like i'm gonna make sure the fans don't feel like they've lost a really you know i'm gonna i'm gonna play all the stuff that he plays Mm. but obviously it's gonna be different because he's great and you know his technique is fantastic. Yeah. But I, you know, and that's the beauty well, of using music. A pick, it doesn't I can have play to everything. be better or worse. It can just be different. Well, and also, you know, there's room for it to be simplified and just like, you know, like we were saying, kind of just, I'll try to be as supportive of a bass player as I can while, you know, keeping the cool factor, like keeping it funky and, you know, mm-hmm. and, you know, like I and said, that's I gotta be got fun. The, having yeah. It got different. I feel, job. Like, I feel like I got the thunder in my hands, dude. Like to talk about that, like it's so crazy. Like I, you know, I'm so used to this high pitch, like like just kind yeah. of shredding and singing. But now I'm just like, do 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 do, you know. Like I feel like I just really have this like. That's that might thing, be. That's the thing I like about the pick too, because I can fucking just dig into yeah. it. Do 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 do. Yeah. Thunder hands might be your new nickname. Well, there's thunder fingers already. Oh. Uh, who's that? Yeah, I think it's the dude from the Who. Oh, okay. He was oh. badass. All right. <laughs> so, so future plans, CBDB. We're gonna play as many damn shows as possible in a year. I think. Yeah. <laughs> and make as you know, try to try to do the best we can do. You know. Yeah. And that's what's so to... exciting. It's like, man, I'm, dude. Let's do this. Is it mainly gonna be kind of live stuff for the next few months, or do you, yeah? Is there any plans to? I think the do plan more studio is time? to like. Well, not for a while because we don't have, you know, the plan is to like, we've got these, t- these recordings, maybe, you know, hopefully as soon as we can. I don't know how long we might not put those out for a while. Who knows? Yeah. But, I, uh, we want, you know, cause we wanted to be like 
Absolutely. Yeah, you're going back for Fantastic. more of the mixing session, right? It's it's well, yeah, kind of we have a, we have like six more sessions. Yeah, which is just so awesome. That's great. And we're I mean I like I said I feel really lucky. Well, I'm happy like, for I'm, you, man. I'm That's... sad about you know our situation, but I really these things happen for a reason. You yeah, know? and I think that you grow like it's like we're That's doing what made this me feel right a lot now. better about it was the, the the serendipity of you and Josh breaking the news to each other on the same day, and me going through just being really torn about a lot of things and with the band. Knew that you felt those ways and yeah and it the fact that it all worked out like that it just that alone and the fact that they went through the same thing at the same time you and josh and know that you know the me and kevin and marcus we have all the freedom we want to to continue to know you guys and play with you guys and you know participate as much as we want to or go down our own path do our own thing we you know we can do whatever we want and that's what's exciting about it is that everybody's got a beginner's mind new opportunities and i think that's healthy for everyone you know whether it be you know quitting a a regular day job people build things up too much in their heads it's you know it's just not a big deal compared to yeah, you know, in the grand scheme of things, like, and the coolest part is, you know, it's all music, it's all, it's all love. We're all trying to just my best do friends good. in my life are people that I've played music with, and you know, over my lifetime, you know, it's like just been eras of playing with these people, and now I'm playing with these people. Yeah, and I've done that several times now, and this stepping into this opportunity was like well now i know what i need to do and i'm lucky because i have you know i have a really strong desire to like just to play i don't know why i mean i love i I don't know it's just kind of like i get like addicted when i was a kid to just (laughs) playing a lot of music and i just feel like uh Yeah, I mean, dude, you you only live once, right? And like, I feel like, man, I put enough time into it, and I'm lucky to be a part of the things I've been a part of. Like, that's one exactly. thing I'm so yeah. like, like it doesn't even this type of stuff doesn't. I'm not that. I'm sad, but I'm like grateful at the same time. Yeah, it's like, man, it's such a learning experience. Like, we got the chance. I, mean, I got the, ch- the chance to like try all this stuff my first band and like damn all of a sudden right when we're kind of like decide to split like i get to step into like okay shit i'm in the business now you know like yep. we're on tour here we are and now it's like signed band man with, i uh i mean what eight thousand followers on like, facebook thirty five thousand listeners on spotify or more i mean yeah, dude killing it cbdb's doing they just got two hundred thousand listens on a couple of their songs on spotify that's great they got I mean, great you know, songs. People I've just love that. them. They're they're so like f- happy and fun and they have like I was gonna say when we went in that studio, man, we were all like kids in a candy shop. But the people that were recording us, I noticed, were like really into what you know our music. Yeah, I was gonna say the guy, the main producer. He's he was from Tuscaloosa and he uh, he already knew them. That's how we got the gig. Oh, the, okay. The session. Kind of like the situation with us and uh, 
was it Will Brobston? It was, was exactly the same. Yeah, that's awesome. <laughs> both both parts of it were we had really incredible things. Yeah, like I still think that was one of the best. That thing with at you uh, Audio State Fifty Five. Mm-hmm. We got to meet Ken was that, Scott. Yeah, that was when Ken Scott was there. That he was amazing. Produced the White Album. Produced the White Album. And that... Ziggy Stardust. <laughs> and everything That's from Abbey Road for like 30 years. <laughs> and he asked Josh, can you play simple? <laughs> yeah. That was the uh, greatest yeah, experience. Yeah, yeah. I'll play whatever you want. <laughs> that was the greatest experience. The, I mean, that's that's another beauty of it. It's like, man, now that we've done all that stuff, it's yeah. like, I've already done so many cool things with music. I know we can. I can keep, you know, especially with these guys, like, I'm going to have such a good time just... I don't know, man. And you're, and it's. I think we're both. Well, we got to meet addicted John to Popper. Yeah, I mean, once we've you, met all these cool. You once know. you trade licks with John Popper on stage with everyone enjoying it and going nuts, like it. It's really hard to go back to work from. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> Monday is not that cool. Yeah, I mean, when you go back to your day job after having a great show with you know. Going down to the hangout and having a few hundred people just really enjoy the show or uh, play Wakarusa Festival. Uh, yeah, hangout yep. was better than Wakarusa, I felt. Almost, for us, Wakarusa was like such an amazing thing for us to do, but yeah. I think we're all just kind of bums, and it's like going to the beach is really the <laughs> getting to play on a stage that's about a hundred yards away it from was, the that ocean. was amazing. That I think that There's show wrong with that that, that show like, at the hangout. That's the kind thing, of man. fulfilled the the little images I had in my head over the last few years of like what my goals are. Like when I pictured festival expressions succeeding or what I wanted to do in the band, like. When I was on stage down at the hangout, I felt like this is it. This is mm-hmm. what I've been seeing in my head. This is awesome. Yeah. And yeah. I mean, you can't. You know, I'm I'm obviously sad in a way, like we talked about about but we for the did time being stuff. festival you know expressions I mean? being. Like, you know, I I hate even saying over because nobody knows what the future is gonna hold. But for the time being, you know, we're going separate ways, working on different projects. Hopefully working together on some new projects in the future. Uh, that's one thing me and Mike were talking about before we started this recording is, you know, me and him had a lot of ideas that never really caught on with the rest of the band. He had some ideas. I had some. We kind of helped each other out a little bit. and I think we had a similar writing style or at least appreciation for yeah. a pretty... And yeah, that's why I mean, it's always worked out. Five yeah. or ten songs that... Uh, I, that's one thing I was going to ask you is which ones you wanted to hear you can kind of take a look at the list if you want to but which songs of ours that people never got the chance to hear uh, do you want people to hear the most you know and these are it could be just a demo do you you have that auburn jam from like a couple of years back, it was like 2013. The one at... Funky Soul that has that like the incredible bank, jam. Yeah, the Bank Vault. The Bank Vault jam? I think that is probably my favorite jam of yeah. any that we... That that jam was my favorite jam, I think, of any that we have recorded. I, I feel like it was the most I remember raw, that. live... Uh, 
I mean, I'm sure well, we, we had, had a to record pretty it. much yeah. a packed audience. I mean, I've I'm never deleted sure that was those. on like a, a football night or something, you know, and they won. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it was just everything was great that night. So. And we really hit Funky Soul. That was the best Funky Soul we ever had. You if you've got that, then let's I'm please. sure I do. It's got to be up here. I mean, I'll be. I can get it to you if not. But yeah. put that on here because if my favorite, you know, God, I love writing songs, but. There's a spirituality in, you know, improvising and just playing music. That's why we were good, I think, is because we just like to play, man. And that's what we did a lot live. And, I mean, we got... Just let it go. Just uh, see what happens. I mean, there's... Oh, man, so many old ideas. Booed scaffold. <laughs> uh, that one's great. That's a good one. Yeah. Uh, all right. So, Funky Soul recording from Auburn. I'll find that. Put it on here. Uh, we'll do that one first. Uh, any other ones you had in mind? Uh, she spoke. We could do that. Is there I a good love recording that of that? Demo. Yeah. That just that original oh, demo. Original she spoke. Demo, I think that one's be cool. the best. Yeah. I wanted to put that on one of the. I, I can't remember which album, the same? but. I know that's. I was on just here thinking somewhere. when we did that recording, or I just made that recording with like my phone or something. Yeah, I've got the original version. It's just kind of like, and then I've got the quality. version where at the end it's like edited, so I think it fades. Um, we'll play. Yeah, we'll we'll figure it out. Okay. Snoring. So yeah, Funky Soul and she spoke. Anything else? I mean, this thing can be however long you want. And remember, you know, some of these. Might just be ideas, live recordings. So we could put take it for what it is. Some of these are several years old. I want to put like "Come on, He Down" and stuff like that up here eventually. Yeah. That might be because we did play it one. Both she spoke and "Come on, He Down." Uh, we played at that show on Redmont on the. We the really roof did of the that Redmont with like Hotel. the percussion and stuff. Yeah, man. I actually have the video of. Most of that show, that was one of the few and shows. And was there fire dancing? Yeah, that was stuff? the fire hooping. Was um, that the song that we did that to, though? That they had, like, the whole... I think it was. The was With crazy. the three belly dancers? Yeah. That was... See, dude, we played on top Elizabeth of, like, an 18-story like building and, in downtown Birmingham. Yeah. Like, that's a pretty cool thing to look great. back at. You know, we've done so many cool things. Well, I've uh, I've got a YouTube channel now. I think it's just... There you uh, go. Under my name, uh, but separate from the you know the old band account. So I'll go ahead and put on whichever account is easiest. I don't know which. I'll I'll post a link if I have to. But I'm gonna put up. <clears throat> excuse me. That as much of those videos as I can because there's a lot of footage. That was one of the few ones where we had uh, two or three different cameras going. Uh, with two different people, I think, running them. So we got a lot of different shots. And I'll just put it all up so people can see kind of like a behind-the-scenes live at Redmont type of thing from, I think it was 2013. It was a couple of years ago. So, yeah, she spoke, Funky Soul. Uh, I will play, as far as my selections, uh, ones that I wish we always put together on one of the albums was... Yeah. Lovely lady, and maybe come on down. Man, I think <laughs> I really we will soon enough. We'll record uh, 
the assault. I mean, that was one of the saddest things to me is at this point in time. I mean, I've got, you know, I'm fulfilled, I guess, musically, but man, I want to make sure we record yeah, all the rest of it. We have we put a lot of time. You know, into me and Mike talked a little bit. I think in the morning, steam train is a fantastic little uh, combination yeah. of you know, it's it's very like kind of almond brothery, but like there was first a of all, let me make a comment that I believe that if you just like, I think you're probably one of the best slide players I've ever heard in my <laughs> entire life. Thank you, because. You I kind of play with like a probably grit, just don't listen ha- to enough yeah, slide but, guitar players, but oh, I'll dude, take I know, it. I know the good stuff. <laughs> but what I, I just like for my taste is what I'm saying. I guess it's like you have the. I mean, I know you love Derek Trucks and a lot. Oh yeah. Uh, oh yeah. And well, who you know, you might as well if you're gonna play slide, you just might as well listen yeah, yeah. to Derek. Do Trucks. better. I mean, why? Even though there are other great people that probably influenced him, it's like, well, he, he's he got it down. Yeah, he's of course uh, Dwayne Allman. Yeah, big yeah. Probably he claims that's probably that his influence is half Dwayne Allman, half. Uh, oh, dude, he grew Elmore up with James, him. but it's those are only like twenty percent. He's of just each so much clearer like, <laughs> of his that's, sound. That's what I was gonna comment about your style is like. Derek Trucks is obviously fantastic, but he's so clean. Sometimes you need a guy that's just gonna be like, wah, bah, 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 bah. like that's that's Dwayne Allman, right. you know, like like the have a little bit of overdrive and some yeah. crunch and just, <laughs> and just wail, you yeah. know. And you wail, and you would have like I like heavy guitar playing. Like I like I love the blues. We always play, you know. That's my style of music. Yeah. I started playing the blues. Thankfully, I've gotten into. <laughs> I've expanded, but I love you know that's the soul, baby. Yeah, that's where it all comes from. Like if you, if you, I think starting playing music with the blues is probably the best way to do it because if anything's important in music, it's having soul. Yeah. What was? Do you, you remember your first like CD or first like expo? Like when you were? I was listening little. to like pretty much what was popular in the '90s. You know, when I was a kid, because I didn't really have. I don't think I knew that I could go out and get music until I yeah. was a certain age. You know what I mean? Yeah. So I was hearing whatever. I definitely the first band that I remember like liking, well, of course, was Blink One Eighty Two. But also, <laughs> I mean, dude, because yeah. that's what happened was my brother. He's only like he's twenty two months older than me. He's about two years older than me. So everything he did, I always tried like right after him or whatever. And we tried taking piano lessons, but it just wasn't entertaining, you know? <laughs> it's just, I, I don't want to learn, you know, with like, I mean, she's a really sweet lady, but it's just this, you know, it's just not, I'm a little kid with a lot of energy and yeah. I can't sit and just play Mary Had a Little Lamb slow and I don't know, I wasn't, I didn't dig the music, so I had no reason to want to learn it, you know? Right. That's why when... My dad was like, "Here, I think you should get a guitar." Because we were, I think we were taking interest in the church band. I used to go, you know, yeah. when I was a kid. Yeah, yeah. We had I mean, a really awesome dude. He still plays there, and he's still really awesome. And Robbie Robinson, he's a fantastic person. Was that in? He's Huntsville? extremely important in 
my musical career. Uh, as far as just, uh, yeah, it's in Huntsville at Lake. Okay. But man, we like that was where like we kind of got our jobs because I we had a and David Thompson, thank you, David Thompson, you were awesome too when we were all youths. But uh, <laughs> man, we had a church band and it was like me and my brother and you know there's a bunch of guys that we know from yeah. town. Like there was a lot of great musicians in Huntsville. We were lucky. Like our there's a our great age group, music scene in Huntsville. Yeah, our age group of kids, man, and like well, we had a lot of older influences, but like. Within about a five-year generation, you know, there's some great people that just, they really dig good yeah. music. And, mm-hmm. like, we, you know, we all are playing now, and it's great. Because it was always, like, a part of our personalities and stuff in high school, you know. But now it's like you're out and you're When you kind of grew up playing with the guys from, uh, oh, I feel like an idiot. I can't Seminole think of Seminole Strut. Strut. That's yeah. what I'm talking yeah. about. Seminole Strut, Liquid, Liquid Caravan. Caravan. Liquid Caravan was around for so long, and... They, I lived like two houses down from one of the dudes in the band, Todd, who opened uh, Tangle String Studios. Yeah, which is great. They're all just so cool. I mean, see, like they, that's that's what I mean. It's like you can manifest yourself in music however you want. Like these guys, they are great. They've been playing music for oh, I don't know how long now, almost like fifteen, twenty years again. Wow. And uh, they all just kind of got serious got jobs but kept the band together and then now they own their own recording studio slash <laughs> like guitar shop yeah slash music venue yeah and so they get to perform there whenever they want but yet they have their they enjoy their family life and then they get to bring it's so nice that they get to bring in like people that they respect a lot yeah and have personal that was one of my favorite places for themselves to play i mean todd used to do like Man, like road manager kind of stuff or uh, text uh, stuff with Jason Isbell. So oh, they, wow. like, you know, he's had some, some. There's just a lot of people in Huntsville that have done some cool stuff, man. Yeah, and I'm really stoked guy, that all my friends started another band and started Seminole Strut. I I can't think of anybody's name tonight. Andrew, what's his last name? Andrew Sharp. Andrew Sharp from Huntsville. Uh, hopefully, I'm gonna get him on this podcast because he is he's one of the Huntsville musicians. I want to give you a CD before you go. Uh, I think I've talked about him before, but I want to make sure you hear a CD because he's just like totally different. He writes the the lyrics, plays piano, drums, yeah. bass, like you you name it. I mean, everyone he just we grew makes up music. With, you know? Like that's what I mean. All my friends, my whole life have been musicians, and I'm stoked because I have a wealth of friends. Like there's so many great people that play and. I'm happy to, to kind of be getting a chance to go back to Huntsville, honestly, for a minute because, man, you know, I got to. Yeah. But I'm going to get to, hopefully, I'm going to try to do some, like, solo stuff with people. Before, That'd be cool. before I mean, I, like, well, move. in Liquid Caravan and Seminole Strut. I know, I mean, so, like, I know they're gonna all the They're going to be playing. Are... I mean, uh, I, I didn't even think about that until just now, but yeah, they're gonna me and both out. should, uh, we should contact them. Uh, I'd Dude, love they're to coming them. to Rogue Tavern pretty soon. They're doing secret stages at Rogue Tavern. Okay. Nice. Go see Seminole Strut at Rogue Tavern <laughs> for secret stages. Yeah. When is secret stages? That I don't know. Well, yeah. Look up. Look up. <laughs> I've whenever. been out of the music scene for yeah. a minute, man. We, yeah, man. The band's done. Oh. No, uh, I hadn't been. Yeah. We never played secret stages. I don't they think They never we did. invited us to do secret stages. No. But we'll promote it anyway. Go to. 
Go to we'll Secret Stages and see Seminole Strut. Is Liquid Caravan playing? No. Okay. But yeah, we should talk to them and put something together in between now and uh, you hitting the road from Huntsville. You know? That'd be cool. Uh, Tangled Strings Studios show with, I mean, I, I, I assume Josh won't be able to be there if it's any time in the next few months. But I'm, I'm sure yeah. we could get a lot of people together and have a really cool night of music. Yeah. Maybe record the whole thing, release that as an album itself. That'd be a cool podcast. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, you know, yeah, you, we you could do a live podcast that's the whole show for people who can't come to Huntsville. That's and, what you are that's what you are doing now. You just take your podcast with you everywhere you go. Yeah, man. I You're got traveling. I'm gonna know. use yeah. I mean there's it with technology it's now it's so easy. That's yeah. that's a, a lot of what I want to do with this is it's be like, able to right support now, other musicians. We're live. Widespread panic. Live in the studio. <laughs> in the background. CBDB and Mike Cinepol. Yeah, you um, have to develop a... I mean, it sounds... From the one I heard today, it sounds pretty good, but... Thank you. You really do need to develop, like, a strong... <laughs> yeah. Freeman. Yeah. I don't know. A yeah, really I need strong to, I need to study voice. some... Yeah, Morgan Freeman, just you him. Just practice with the best. On. It's like Derek Trucks. Why bother... Just go all the way to the best yeah. guy. If you're gonna, if you're gonna sound like someone, why not sound like Morgan Freeman? Yeah, <laughs> absolutely. Welcome back to the Funky Soul Podcast. <laughs> Thank you, Morgan. All right. So I guess that pretty much covers it, right? Anyway, anything you want people to hear, or, or not hear, but anything you want to say to people listening? Um. Keep listening. Yeah. And follow along. I like that. For those There's listening, There's going to be some good stuff listening. in the future. I mean, like, to anybody who's a fan of the band, you know, I mean, I know we're just kind of hanging out and just enjoying ourselves, but to get serious, thank you so much for the last five years of support and hopefully just, you know. Back at you, man. Like I said, I mean, we're... It's like we're. I mean, dude, I'm going to let's make some music. I mean, we want to make you guys some great music. Yeah, for anybody listening that cares, we we've talked a lot before we started recording about all the ideas that we had and even future ideas that we might have. And you know, aside from whatever Mike is doing with CBDB, we are both completely open to working together on projects and trying to get. For any of you that care to hear the some new music from from our brains, uh, we're gonna try to get it to you. So, I mean, you know, we look can out always for it. Write. You know, like there's enough time to. Yeah, do and it. I, I mean, I'm definitely going to. Uh, you know, I don't want to. Might be harder to perform, assume too much, but you know, Marcus and Kevin is... are still around. I don't know for sure if I'm staying in Birmingham for the time being or not. That'll be decided, but. There's a lot of good musicians that we've got connected with now, so there's going to be nothing but good things in the future as far as I'm concerned. I think this is a great opportunity for you to jump right into exactly what you wanted the whole time with this see. band. Yeah. Uh, get that experience, play a new instrument, and you know I get to jump into the things that I was wanting to start spending more time with that, that didn't involve you four guys. It's sort of like if you, you know, we played for five years and didn't take a break, and now that we can just take a break, 
all, you know, when you, that's why, I mean, I guess I was sort of saying at the very start of this interview about like how much energy and effort it takes to like, cause you're writing something that's like supposed to emotionally impact somebody. Like it's, yeah. it's very important to be good. I think, you know, Have but you so felt- you put every, you put other stuff in your life on the side yeah, yeah. To do it, you absolutely. Know? And you just kind of just don't do those things. Yeah. And so that's what happens when this. That's a big uh, trade thing, off for me. That's is, what happens yeah. is when, when this happens. It's like holy shit! You, it's like you sort of step out of like, uh, different like a reality, and you're like, well, who am I? Yeah. Now, like, what am I? What am I gonna do? But you probably have a ton of ideas already. Yeah, that's what I was going to ask you. Is, for years, have you, know? you noticed? Uh, I've kind of noticed this a little bit, but just out of curiosity, have you noticed that since you knew? I mean, I guess for you it was a little different because you had CBDB immediately to like start working on. But have you noticed any kind of uh, surge in creativity because of the emotional Absolutely. stuff going on lately? I mean, it's been a real roller coaster for me. Like yeah. I, I haven't. You know, this whole thing, like, I didn't know anything. I mean, it all happened, like, two Like, basically, I didn't know they were going to ask me to play bass. That's what's the most yeah. cr- crazy thing. It's like, I had no idea that was going to happen. I knew that if we kept p- together, like, we were all going to just start, like, fighting. I mean, you know, I didn't think... I also, you know, I've done the math in my head enough times to know that we're just not going to do what it takes to make a living. Yeah. And uh, but yeah, it's I hard to convince five people to all quit really, their jobs at the same time. And I think I was always still ready to just lay, take that risk. Yeah, I don't think I was ever gonna. I think I would have always been like a hundred percent dedicated to the cause. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, but things go on that yeah, I don't have any control over. You know what I mean? And then another opportunity comes that's like. Wow, like, first of all, I don't want to see them go down too. Yeah, <laughs> you know, like, yeah. And if I had, I have this chance to like save them and say they're fans, they love them, dude. Yeah, it's just like I mean, it's like it's gonna suck to not be able to see these shows again. Like, but they would it would suck to not. I mean, they they're doing all this great stuff and to just be like, hey, we're about to do really good, and just like, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> goodbye, you know. I'm I'm really lucky. I feel honored to do it, and that's why I'm working so hard at it. Cause like I want it to be like they never skipped a beat. Yeah. And same for myself. You know, I I'm like playing myself into. I'm playing bass for my life, for my life. That's what I mean to say. <laughs> playing for your life. I got that from Jerry Garcia from some crazy story that he had when he was young, but I I I it always stuck with me, and now it's sort of just like. A mantra, yeah. Almost, it's like music is a part of me, and man, I get to be a for this period of time. I'm a guitar player. For yeah, this period, of time, you know, dude, I I can play the drums. I'll play drums with somebody too. Like I love all music and all instruments. I try to collect as many instruments as I can. So this is just a different chapter. It's just a. I don't think it's weird, but I hope it's not weird to like go back. I mean, I just feel like sometimes people really limit themselves by just playing 
one instrument yeah. or something. It's like, why? I mean, if Absolutely. you know music good, then gosh, I enjoy everything. Like, yeah. they, it's all about vibrations. And, I mean, half and they're of the just songs... different frequencies. I mean, it's like you get a different feeling when yeah. you listen to different instruments, especially like acoustic instruments. You know, when you're playing bongos or different drums or percussion stuff where you hear a horn. I mean, it's all great. Yeah. It's all great. Yeah, half of the songs that I wrote can... that Festival Expressions ended up playing, I wrote on the piano first and yeah. then developed it on the guitar, like for that reason, because you just well, you sit down with a different instrument is, and it just makes you feel differently. In some ways, I feel like, I mean, I learn about music like a lot in a lot deeper way too because I'm not just stuck in this realm of guitar now. Yeah. Uh, you know, I'm, I've been playing guitar for so long that I, I'm like programmed to like probably play certain riffs and play in a certain style. Yep. And I think I've almost, in some ways at this period, kind of exhausted creativity in that way. I mean, not necessarily, right. but I do feel a new I think spark with, with of creativity. the band, that might definitely be true. I think on a big, you know yeah. what I mean? Yeah, exactly. On a bigger picture. I was writing we music kinda, that had nothing to do with what our band yeah. was like. Yeah. You know? uh, but, yeah, playing bass is now this new, like, I'm thrown into this whole new, like, potential, you know, just array of potential. Like, I can, I can kind of play whatever I want, you yeah. know. I can play how I want and... I need to, you know, I'm more creative on bass because I'm I'm making like listening instead of thinking. Yeah, pretty much. Pretty basically. Yeah. yeah that, pretty that's much. what I love about picking up, you know, whenever you're around someone who plays a diff, different instrument, if they let you play it, you know, like a saxophone or whatever it is that, you know, you kind of have an idea of what to do, but it's you, almost you don't like yeah, have I've had one. like a stock of and things that I think I would probably play on bass. It forces you to just listen to what you're doing, and you're not saying like, listen to what I already have, yeah. And I'm just reproducing it again and again. And that's the the I real have, like, trick no with, interest with in, any instrument. It's not just being a uh, robot. Coming across as like you know, I, I just want to come across as like a good player. Like like I said, I mean, play for the song, like, especially. I mean. I love recording in the studio and yeah. you get to, I mean, it's painting a picture and I'm a big fan of those like old Beatles stuff, like like the way, the simplicity to the song, but it's a timeless song now because it's so musical. Like mm -hmm. you don't need all this embellishment, like you don't need to show off, but you do need to have good enough, you know, technique and tone to sound like, yeah. you know, you know, it to be believable. Like, yeah. You don't want people to, people know, Everyone has an incredible. It's like speaking a language. You got. They know what's good and bad in music. Yeah. That's that's the thing. Is people really really know when they hear you. So, if you're just a mediocre band trying to make it, and there's things about you that really aren't there, mm -hmm. then you know you'll find out. Yeah, it doesn't take an expert to. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I I definitely agree with uh, what John Mayer said at that Berkeley lecture that's on YouTube about. You know, the audience is smarter than you. Exactly. <laughs> you know. Exactly. It, it, yeah. it doesn't take an expert. Everyone's an expert at uh So, at and they also know what they like. So yeah. when you write music, I feel like in some ways, and, and t like it's sort of taken like a smack in the face or something. It's like, 
I've been wanting to write music that that's that I think is great and just kind of almost push it on people. Yeah. And be like, see, this is why I'm. I sh- you should like me because it's like original and whatever. I mean, I still dig that, and yeah. you should incorporate that in good writing. But like, you can't uh, ignore patterns and stuff that people really enjoy. So, mm-hmm. so you just gotta really be smart and write and be a good producer. <laughs> and, that, and that's the that's the gold these days is like I've already had my my fun with just yeah kind of I don't know playing in a, like a pretty abstract jam band yeah <laughs> now yeah. it's like let's let's write some like hits yeah it's definitely it's it's gotta be a nice change of pace I know that was cause I was always early a songwriter yeah. type so I like and what I mean by that you know I I don't want to sound Arrogant or something. I'm just having fun, but uh, yeah, no. Uh, what I mean by that is, I just really love like. I think what I listen to like some of the most is probably like old music that was made for the radio, like those old hits. Yeah, like I love, of course, the Beatles and the Beach Boys and stuff, but like just anything that was on the radio, like that old soul stuff. Yeah, it's just great songwriting. And they prove for sure. I mean, they're the ones responsible for all the great music anyways, but mm-hmm. they prove that you can kill the instrumentation. You know, you can play technical, you know, funky stuff, yeah. but still have pop hits. Yeah. You know, that's the that's the key is like, let's make, let's do the all the best of both worlds, but pay attention to what we know folks really dig so mm-hmm. we can please more people you know i feel like music is starting i I think we're in the middle of a a comeback with music like that you know for for most of my life it's always been the 60s and 70s with the golden era of music uh or at least certainly rock and roll but i feel like it's it's making a comeback and i think we're all a part of it right now because yeah i think this is the beginning of a resurgence in just that real music where Raw talent meets a good translation, basically. See, and that's what I'm saying about like our futures is that I think that in the near future, there's going to be so much opportunity to play and to, you know, we're all going to be like the older we get, as long as everybody keeps grinding. Yeah. You know. That's what makes great bands is they just keep going and they keep What's, trying to get better and they last and and then you can still instead of them being broken up you can still see them 10 years later 15 mm-hmm. 20 years later and then it's like they've had the time to be recognized for what they're doing and it's just not this it's it's more of like a cultural like movement than like a what I mean is like than like a capitalistic like like item of like selling songs type deal it's like Mm -hmm. it's like you have established yourself among the community as the group that people go out to see on the weekends yeah it has nothing to do with necessarily like they're the most popular band in the world or they're the they have this hit on the radio i mean that stuff is what you want you you want that yeah 
you want to reach as many people as you can because if you're if you're taking the I think another thing about this band that I'm excited about is we're really taking the you know kind of making a point to try to play kind of happy stuff mm -hmm. for people too you know like but you're right I mean there's so many crazy things happening in this country right now and the the things that change the world the thing that has changed the world in the past was music mm-hmm I mean that's why people look at look at the you know 60s and stuff and the kind of cultural revolution there was yeah. with all the great music like it's so crazy like you listen to all that music from so long ago and there's a lot of amazing people out there but I just for some reason I feel like Maybe it's just because it's like what we listen to since we're younger, but yeah. I almost feel like nobody's ever like like coming close anymore. Like that music was so raw and original. It, I mean, it, they were making you know some of the big dogs like they were making a lot of money off of, but it was still at the time it was still extremely artistic mm -hmm. and original music, and like that movement of art, not being afraid to talk about love. And, and how, like, the music needs to be talking about love. That's why the Beatles, after a certain point, they dedicated their whole career to talking about love <laughs> yeah. and spreading love for everybody. All you need is love because so much stuff happens. We hear it every day now, and it's just, it's because the music in the last 20 years has turned into shit. Yeah. And nobody gets, like, music has the power to spread a message and it used to be about stuff that mattered. Yeah. And now it's, it's all, all about, about what message just, you spread. Now it's just all about like partying kind of. And it, it has nothing to do with meaningful thought or like deep human experience. You know what I mean? Right. Sure, it's corny to talk about love or and some music, I don't think so. Some music you know? does, but I think what you're saying is at least what's what's most popular and what seems to break through to most people is I just feel like the most, there's uh, a lot more followers these days than there are like entrepreneurs and you know what I mean yeah. like and I think that's what our intention was is like we don't want to be a follower like yeah. let's do something different like let's not just <clears throat> and that's still the whole goal anyways is make your way like be on the level of those people like it's yeah. it's possible obviously they're doing it so if I've been playing my whole life, hopefully that's yeah. enough at work. Just got to keep working. But uh, I don't know, man. Work will work when nothing else will work. It's a good quote I heard recently. I can't remember who said it, or I would <laughs> credit them. But yeah, anyways, uh, music needs to start talking about peace and love and stuff like that yeah. a lot. A lot more. I mean, that's why, dude, have y'all seen the reincarnation Snoop Dogg DVD. Mm. I know that's kind of crazy. I'm a big fan of Snoop Dogg. I don't think, but I've it's seen all that about now. him turning into Snoop Lion or whatever. Oh, on Netflix. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I know. I haven't it watched yet, it, watch but it. I I know what you're talking about. I've I've seen the icon. He goes to basically. He just goes to Jamaica for like a month, <laughs> and just lives there for a month, and yeah. learns the Rasta way, because he has decided that at this point in his life. He's had enough songs about guns and violence and drugs and, yeah, you know, hoes and just like degrading yeah. 
bad stuff, you know. I mean, it's always, you know, he's a, that's who he is. But, man, he's decided I'm going to use my power to just talk about, like, peace and love. Yeah. And I haven't really listened to the album yet, but I watched the. It seems super legit. I mean, they recorded in Bob Marley's studio, and he just went and got to, like, it was like he was going around and just meeting the people in the communities and just, like, really spreading a lot of love. Mm-hmm. That's why Snoop is a badass. Yeah. Because he's, he really, I've really, heard he's very cool. Really. Just in like, real life, he's just very positive. The, yeah. You know, like, he really took his life into his own hands, and, and man, he's made He's made it for himself. Yeah, yeah. He's doing. He's Snip, doing pretty well. He's a, he's a bad mother. I think he's uh, his career is gonna go far. <laughs> <laughs> he's doing all right. But yeah, dude. Kendrick Mars doing all right. It's all was, about the love. Yeah, I just saw my friend Stinson Stinson Lyon. I love Kendrick Lamar. He's been showing me some Kendrick Lamar and. Uh, I'm not as versed in a lot of the rappers. See, I've, some I've people, been a huge but, fan of hip hop my whole uh, life too. Or since Kendrick I was a seems kid. like he's, he's he's trying to so, yeah, he's trying to spread a message of some kind. It seems like better well, than he uses you know, really incredible music. anti-materialism I mean, like, and his his not only like see that's why Kendrick's great because it's the complete package. Yeah, he's got Thundercat playing with him. He's got Dre helping out with producing. He's got flying lotus on there producing so it's he's got the whole modern edge he's he's it to me when i hear some of his stuff i feel like it is the most advanced music of our time yet yeah because it's so musically fluent like it's it's very uh composed and i'm talking about like the the real you know i guess uh all I've really listened to of his is to Pimp a Butterfly. And, <laughs> yeah. And the, That's the a good newest one, one. Yeah. But that album is, I'm a big fan of concept albums, you know, and that album is like, he has a recurring like story a, that goes through the, right. you know, the, yeah, but like the, you know, I remember I you was song. conflicted. I can say I did this, or misusing your influence. He's like, I can't say I yeah. did the same. Or so, I don't know, but like every two or three songs, it adds another like couple words to the sentence and like, by the end of the album, you know what it's all about, and yeah. every song it tells this crazy story. But what I'm the point I'm trying to make is the music is so badass and musical, and like uses the most advanced technologies yeah. mixed with the most advanced like I think, great uh, musicians. Right now, to the surprisingly, because this wasn't always my favorite style of music, but. It, Kendrick is really impressive, but Keeping the other the guy, Pharrell, uh, alive too. He is really yeah, yeah. Uh, that last album that had like Freedom, and uh, was it called Happy? Yeah, yeah. Those are pretty sure those won like Grammys and stuff. Yeah, I gotta get that album because that was one of my favorites. Just the guys that are actually rapping like it's real hip hop. It's just real music. music. Doesn't matter because what it's called, you know. It's just good music. I think hip hop kind of went like from like it. it went from like sampling music and rapping over samples because that's what your resources were but i think once it got really popular it started to be like dude a real band i mean when we did that you you weren't there but we got to play just like a real band playing with people Club rapping AM. on it yeah yeah it's really cool to me for uh wasn't that for zydeco's you, you, yeah. jam in the ham i think it's cool to play like chill jazz funk stuff and then have like hip-hop on yeah. it because it's like 
kind of the music that that's one reason why i'm so glad that i've I've got josh's original drum kit from him it's here in the the studio uh my friend matt motes uh he's gonna do an episode of this podcast actually because he's got some great rap songs basically that he wrote that he came over here i helped him kind of produce a couple of demos and stuff like that and they were surprisingly good but I'm really excited to be able to re-record some of his material, not as a demo, but a full-fledged song, and use an actual drum kit and be able to add that very musical hip hop yeah, element. Yeah, just to the it, organic you know? feel to it. Yeah. And while we're on the subject, I gotta give a shout out to Club AM because those yeah. guys were really cool. And thank you, Alex, for introducing us. That was a. I mean, Alex Cape. Of it was a broadening experience. It was cool. Yeah, he he's the one. He knows them. Alex so Cape he, uh, was our manager. I, yeah. I think he's also he's still, still the manager is. for yeah. Winston Ramble, right? <laughs> yeah. Okay. Winston Ramble is another group. I hope to get on the show. I've already talked to Justin, the mandolin player, about it. Uh, we're gonna get it worked out. So we're gonna hear from them and hopefully play some music for people that you know. We're gonna. One idea I've had for this thing is one to. Uh, I know you, you, you brought your acoustic. I don't know if you want to do uh, a live jam, so to speak, to to close out the show before we hear just the the other songs that we talked about. We can. Is there anything in particular that you've been um, wanting to play? Well, man, I haven't even been. I haven't played guitar in a couple of weeks. Yeah. I mean, I have a little, but uh, you know, I've just been really. Pounding the bass. Well, uh, do you want to play? Uh, I mean, she spoke was the first thing I thought of, and I I love that recording. But I mean, it's only a minute and a half long. I doubt people would really care. I mean, do you want to just do? Um, I mean, I'd love to do something different, but that's just the first one I thought of. Yeah, I could. I mean, we could we could give it a do shot. Do like maybe a live me, version. Maybe me or... and you could do something together. Yeah. That, like, uh, we both sing on or something. Yeah. Um, Can we take a break? Yeah, yeah. Let's take a, <laughs> let's take a quick break. We're going to work out uh, a good tune to play real quick. Get, we're going to grab our acoustics or something. Be right back. <laughs> 